we're supposed to know what we want to do for the rest of our lives at 21 years old. Like, I don't think so. I didn't know what I wanted to do or even have the slight idea until I would say 25 years old when I was halfway through my master's program, I realized, wow, maybe this is or isn't what I want. So the fact that society places this pressure on us to have it all figured out and know as a kid, I mean, come on, 18 years old, you're still a kid, to know what you want to do for the rest of your life is just really unrealistic. Hello, everyone, and good morning. Welcome to Sex and Spirituality. I'm your host, Lauren Coletti. Happy Tuesday, y'all. Thanks for joining me today. I wanted to make a super short to the point and quick episode, but I say that legit every time. And then these conversations are longer than I had hoped, but something's been on my mind a lot the last few days. And I kind of just wanted to get it off my chest because I feel like as a millennial and as someone in their twenties growing up in two thousands, you know, I see this a lot with my friends and my family and just hearing it all the time. And for me, this has been a super strong, emotionally charged topic. And lately, as I approach my latter 20s and and nearing near 30, uh, my birthday is in two days, I'll be 27. I feel this immense pressure to accomplish things and to just kind of fit in with the status quo. And I feel like I'm falling behind in life. And it's a really shitty feeling comparing my timeline to the successes of others because when I look at other people's lives and this isn't helpful by the way I'm not suggesting you do this whatsoever but when I look at where I am in life and to where I feel I should be I feel immense shame and embarrassment and even the fact that I still live at home with my mom brings me so much humiliation because if I'm on Instagram or social media, whatever, I don't use TikTok, but you go on any platform of social media, you see these quote unquote, and I use this term kind of jokingly, influencers who are 20 years old living in a mansion in California, have their own business and are making six figures and traveling the world. Now, I know this isn't the realistic set point for us all, but it's super easy to feel really crappy about myself to the point where I'm feeling almost worthless and helpless that I feel like for years and years and years, especially as someone that's had mental health challenges, I've been climbing up this super hella fucking steep mountain. And right when I see the light and feel like I'm going to get over the peak, there's, there's something else. There's a catch. It's it's never seemed to pay off and be good enough. And I'll share a little bit of a backstory. So when I was 18 years old, in high school, I wanted to be a guidance counselor or a school psychologist. And I graduated and I was a little too scared to go away to school because of my mental health problems and just enmeshment issues and my mom being overbearing and protective. So I never had that set built independence or that willingness to branch out due to social anxiety and things like that. So I went to a community college, which was a waste of time, but I guess it was good to get my prerequisites done there and it was cheap. 
However, most of my requisites didn't transfer over into the four-year school that I would later go on to. So it was basically like I had to do all the years again, rather than doing two years at an associate's program and then another two for my bachelor's. So that was six years of schooling, two associates and four for my bachelor's. And in 2015, 2016, as many of you know, got into a super abusive relationship. And the reason why I use the term extremely abusive rather than just abusive is not to compare and say one degree of abuse is worse. However, it wasn't just a toxic relationship. Um, There was physical, sexual, emotional, financial, verbal abuse, all the works, and I almost lost my life in that relationship. So my post-traumatic stress disorder got so bad to the point where I had psychosomatic issues. Um, I could not eat. I could not drink. I was extremely sick, nauseous every day, had to go to a gastrointestinal doctor, get an endoscopy. Turned out I had severe gastritis, which was inflammation of the stomach lining. So I was very sick physically and mentally. So I had to drop out of school because, well, one, my ex didn't want me to go to school because that meant spending less time with him. Gotta love it. So I fell two years behind in school. So I always beat myself up over that. And I did go for my bachelor's in psychology because around this time I started thinking, okay, maybe I want to be a social worker or a counselor, something of that nature. So I graduated undergrad when I was 24 years old and I always felt ashamed of this. And instead of seeing it as an accomplishment, I saw it as I was falling behind. Even at the ripe young age of 24, I felt like everyone around me was graduating at 22 years old. And after I graduated from St. Joseph's, the name of my school, I decided I wanted to go for my master's because at this time I didn't know you could apply to doctoral programs with just a bachelor's degree. So I went for my master's and I just finished my master's at 26 years old and instead of seeing it as an accomplishment, I just feel like it's another reason why I'm not good enough, why I'm falling short because I feel like I should have had my master's two years ago if I was following this set timeline that I see my peers around me. And I think, well, I could have my license two years ago and I could have been two years into my doctoral program by now and only have one year left if I would have done it correctly. And it's just this shame spiral of not feeling good enough. And I didn't get into into full-time work until after my bachelor's. And I feel like also with my finances, I'm years and years behind everyone else because when everyone else was working full-time jobs at 23 years old, I was in therapy three times a week getting my psych med switch because I was suicidal and I was in an abusive relationship and my depression was so bad that I was in and out of the psych hospital. So instead of working and saving up, I was working maybe once or twice a week because that's all my mental health and anxiety could handle. So when I look at success-wise, being 26 and some of my friends who are 22, 24 are making six figures without even having a bachelor's degree or they're five years deep into their career getting promotions and they just appear really successful. I feel like a failure and I feel like nothing I do is ever going to be good enough because I fucked up years and years ago and I should have done this and 
It's so easy to look back at our lives and think, oh, if only I had done this, things would be different. And it, it really makes sense why so many of us feel this way. For the first 18 or more years of our life, we're pretty much all on the same trajectory. While we're in school, our paths are most likely laid out for us, and we're among peers growing and going through the same milestones at the same pace, generally. And then after high school or college, we kind of all go on these different paths, and the comparison about who's ahead and who's behind starts to get murky. So because we don't have clear indicators of measuring progress anymore, the way that we did when we were in school, we end up comparing how behind we are based on external things that we can see, like promotions, marriages, kids, houses, and other external mile markers. I got into the first healthy relationship ever of my life this year, and it's great, but sometimes I ask myself, why did it take me so long? And It's all silly, right? Because I'm 26 years old and I don't know why I put this pressure on myself to have it all figured out years ago, to have a house, to have moved out, to do X, Y, and Z, have my own business, be an entrepreneur, make six figures at 26 years old. And I don't know if this is realistic or this is just false expectations and pressure that come from the inside of me. And we forget that these factors are completely irrelevant. You know, many of the people you see with all of the things aren't necessarily happy and content with their lives. Those people that are traveling to Bali and Cabo and every other... You see those people on Instagram that are always traveling to like a new country every week. I'm just kind of like, bruh, I'm lucky if I can... I don't even know, like go to a different like state once a year. (laughs) I don't have the means to travel, although I wish I did, but I'm kind of just like, what? And because we're all human, which means we're not going to be able to live in a bubble and stop comparing ourselves to other people, we have to come up with a new way of measuring our progress. One that's true and accurate and takes into account what deeply matters. Because I know people that I don't know, we have this expectation to have it all figured out by a certain age. And people go back to school at 30, 40, 50, 60. Like, it's it's never too late. I would tell a friend it's never too late. But for some reason, for me, it's different because it's always different when it comes to ourselves, right? And it gets so heavy to feel weighed down by this I'm so behind in life mentality. I feel like everywhere I look, people are progressing faster than me, hitting milestones earlier, climbing the ranks with more ease, figuring things out faster. And it leaves me in the dust wondering, how did I get here? Where did I mess up? And I feel this way because it seems like I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I've focused on the wrong things after graduation, or maybe I'm just not meant to have good things that seem to come so easily to other people, but that's not it at all. And, and my comparison has nothing to do with what happened or didn't happen in my life so far. It has everything to do with how I'm feeling about my life right now. When we're unhappy with our jobs or our living situation or our social lives, our first instinct is to look around and assume the reason for our dissatisfaction is because we lack something that other people have. And, and I know this logically that this isn't true, but emotionally it feels it hits different. 
And at this point in my life, I haven't hit a lot of the milestones for a happy existence, according to societal norms. I don't have kids. I don't have a nice big house. I don't take luxurious vacations. I'm not married. And I know I have to stop worrying about being left behind. Because if we're not happy now, we'll never genuinely be happy with the life we've built for ourselves that aligns with what we most care about because we'll always be looking forward or we'll always be looking back. And the reason for my for my unhappiness isn't because I'm behind. It's because I don't know how to measure my life according to the things that actually matter to me. So ideally, this is how this is a new way to measure your progress in life in a more deeper fulfilling way, not according to the money you have in your bank account. And I think these metrics apply to just about everyone. Um but feel free to take it or leave it as you see fit with what most matters to you. So the first marker is how fulfilled do you feel on a regular basis? For me personally, this comes down to the kind of impact I'm having on other people and on the world at large. If I'm promoting positivity, especially nowadays in the midst of so much negativity to even one person, I can confidently say that that's a meaningful life. The next one is how happy and content you feel every day. In my definition, this means creating a life of freedom, ease, creativity, deep connection, and lots of spaciousness. It has almost nothing to do with what you have or whether you've made it in life with your Louis Vuitton bag or Gucci sunglasses. <laughs> At least for me, that's, that's not uh, fulfilling or meaningful or deep. I'm not a materialistic, superficial type of person. The next one is the quality of your relationships. When you look around at all of the people that you've had or attracted into your life, who you could be 100% yourself with, then you know you're doing something right. Also, how well you're taking care of your health, holistically, all around, physical, mental, emotional, sexual, and spiritual. And lastly, your focus on growth and constant learning. There was a quote that says, if you're not growing, you're dying. And I feel this on a personal level. When I'm stagnating, it kind of feels like a soul death, so to speak. I always love learning new things. That's why I love podcasts and reading and information and just therapy, emotional intelligence. And there's obviously more accurate factors depending on your circumstances because we're all unique individuals that will determine how quote unquote ahead or behind you are in life. But either way, you've probably made way more progress than you thought. Five years ago when I was 21, I was barely afloat. I was in a very dysfunctional, violent relationship. I didn't want to live. I was on 10 different medications. And now I can honestly say five years later, I'm on one medication. I don't need therapy three times a week. I'm in a loving, mutual, respectable relationship. And I have things to look forward to, to live for. And the beauty of this, these lists and the metrics for measuring happiness and progress is that you can achieve everything you want in in different ways, right? In some way or another, regardless of your life circumstances. Let's say you want love. Well, maybe you're not married right now, but 
you can make a lot of friends. You can volunteer with elderly people. You can get love from animals. There's not just one path or one way to achieve something, right? And ideally, what will happen when you stop feeling behind, not only will you feel more free and gather this acceptance and just gain this liberation and adopt this new metric for happiness, you want to allow yourself to compare your life with someone else's social media highlight reel because you have no idea that person, you know, measures up to your new criteria for success. Maybe they're flourishing financially and maybe they have a hot body physically, but emotionally they aren't satisfied. They're deeply sexually disconnected in their body. You'll seek out people who are genuinely happy and fulfilled so you can learn from them instead of isolating yourself from the people who have everything you think you need. Because inadvertently, this makes you feel bad. And you'll stop burning yourself out trying to make up for lost time because you realize that you're so much further along than you thought you were. You set out... Ex- set out for these adventures and and seek out experiences that bring you excitement and contentment and deep joy instead of reactively chasing external career and life mile markers and attempt to catch up, which likely won't make you happy anyway, right? We always seek the next best thing. We always think something outside of us is going to, to make us satisfied. And it's okay to still want to hit those goals or achieve your your dreams. It's natural to want a great job, that family, the beautiful house, and all that. We want these things for a reason, and it's even perfectly natural to feel jealous when you have a strong desire for something. And I'm certainly not telling you to not want the things that you want. I'm just asking you to put aside that jealousy and seriously question why you want those things in the first place. Pursuing external markers of success simply because you feel behind isn't the right reason and it isn't going to lead to the results we want. It will just lead to perfectionism. And on the other hand, when you make pursuing your new internal metrics for measuring progress, the ones you most care about, the external ones are bound to follow naturally, right? So let me know send me a message, DM me, leave me a comment if you've been feeling behind lately. And how will you define your new mile markers for measuring your progress? Let me know. I know that this stuff isn't easy. It's a lot more easier said than done. But when we learn to stop comparing ourselves to others, all we, we, when we rather, I'll rephrase this, when we compare ourselves to others, All we can see is our shortcomings staring back at us, right? So I invite you to imagine your life without a timeline and try to succeed, not against what everyone else is doing, not by social media standards, not by societal pressure, but by your own terms, right? Because this will look and feel completely different and a hell of a lot better. So thank you for listening to me vent today. I'm right there with you figuring this shit out. It's a journey. Sometimes we take 12 steps forward and 1,500 steps back, but we got to stick with it. We got to commit to ourselves and dedicate our lives to the life we want to live, not the life we think we should be living. So thank you so much. 
and feel free to like, rate, subscribe, and share. I will talk to you in the next episode.